It's another edition of the Three Point Play podcast. Boys, what's up? What up? Luke, how you doing? Oh, uh, lost him. oh there's. All right, we'll get right to it. Uh, Can you hear me? NBA, we are going to yep. talk. Uh, Giannis got paid. Scotty, you were right. I know there was kind of a little bit of back and forth uh, throughout uh, the past couple po- episodes of the pod of whether or not we thought he was going to be coming back. Um, after the Bogdanovich uh, debacle, we thought that might he might have been uh, hedging himself there, but uh, Giannis is back for five more years and a shit ton of money. Scotty, what do you think of the deal? Do you think it made sense? And do you think it's the right move? And do you think the Bucks will win uh, a championship in his uh, his time there? Um, good for Giannis. I mean, he got he got paid. Um, is it the right deal? Sure. I mean, I, Giannis is really good and all that. Do I think they're going to win the title? No. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're good enough to win the title. Do you think he stays there the full five years? I think it's going to depend. I, I think this is like the, this is kind of how it goes, right? Like this is the wink, wink five year deal. But after three years, if we haven't won it, we'll trade you somewhere where you want to go. You know I mean? I've heard that from multiple people like, and they don't, they don't, no one knows that it's only between the GM and the agent and Giannis, but kind of I mean, like, quote unquote, uh, like loyalty. Like if you give us, if you say that you're coming back, we'll uh, do the best we can to win you one. If we halfway through, if we haven't, if we aren't close and we'll do you good and uh, get you right. to a team where you can win one. Right. And I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it's good for Milwaukee. I don't, I I've, haven't really liked the take where it's good for all small markets. Why does it matter for all small markets? It's good for Milwaukee. Like, why why does Indiana care if Giannis just got paid two hundred twenty eight million dollars? Like, it means yeah, nothing I think to them. I think there's something to be something to be said. I mean, obviously, I don't think it's going to sway Oladipo. Not that he's the same player that uh, Giannis is, but uh, I mean, it's it's a victory, I guess, in that market. You know, like to to think that if you draft a an all-star and he becomes this superstar that every time that they're going to leave for LA, New York, or Miami or something that um, if you show it, if you prove to them that you're willing to build around him and pay him, obviously with the supermax that they, I don't know, I guess each one's mutually exclusive. So it's kind of hard to say, but I think it's, I mean, I was happy to see it rather than him go to fucking Miami or whatever it was. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I heard the best uh, – Rosillo said it the other day on his pod, and I can't remember the player he used, but I'll use Michael Porter Jr., right, because I feel like Denver's a small market, right? So if if Michael Porter Jr. in like three years when, his, when he's set for his big extension and, and Tim Conley goes to him and is like, well, Giannis stayed three years ago, so don't you think you should stay and, and really help out our small market? Like, you think Michael Porter Jr. gives a shit about Giannis staying? No. He wants his money and he wants to go somewhere he can win if he's any good at all. Right. I mean, that, it's great for Milwaukee, though. I mean, it's – I mean, I wish there were fans this year. That would, that would really help. Um, yeah, I'm with but, you. I think, I think each one of these is mutually exclusive. So, it's like, yeah, it's a quote-unquote win for a small market, but it's really just a win for Milwaukee in that specific situation. So, it's not like all these next superstars that are going to be on – get drafted by the, you know, the Hornets or the Pistons or, you know, whoever may be middle tier – it's not like, like, well, Giannis stay with the Bucks that one year in 2020, so I'm going to do the same thing. So I'm, I'm right. with you there. I don't think it's going to really set a precedent, and people are just going to always chase the money. But it's just nice to see that a little bit of a change in the NBA was compared to the last 10 to 15 years. So I don't oh, know. Oh, for sure. Breath of fresh air. I think Milwaukee is going to be really good. I'm just, I'm just not sold on them winning the title. Luke, what do you think about the deal? I think the uh, the one thing that it's good for is fan bases throughout the league because it's one example that that people can point to and say, well, it's not utterly hopeless. You know, even if you try to build to the draft and you draft the next MVP caliber player, he's not just going to bolt after he gets through, you know, his rookie extension, you know, bolt for, like you said, L.A. or New York or Miami or Dallas or whatever. So... I think overall for the league, it was just trending in that direction where there were like eight contenders, probably not even that many, and the rest of the league was like a farm system for those teams, you know? 
Right, back in the days when it was uh, Golden State and Cleveland four years in a row or three years in a row, whatever, and we could all tell that was going to be the case back in October. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's uh, I think it was a good deal. We'll just kind of see how the future holds, and hopefully the Bucks can be competitive and get to a finals because they haven't even made it to a finals yet, let alone the, like even proven that they can break through. But uh, I don't know. Speaking of teams that can't really break through, uh, that's my half-assed attempt of a segue. Uh, the Houston Rockets and chonky-ass James Harden, who played his first preseason game last night, uh, weighing in at a hefty 200 and whatever fucking 78 pounds. Apparently, he's still a top player in the league, and people are care where he has to go. I'm just in the camp of, like, who gives a fuck where this guy – and the fact that he goes to Atlanta and L.A. is like – Oh, what were you doing there? I was like, oh, I was getting ready for the NBA season. Oh, okay. How many strip clubs did you go to? Did you fucking stay out till, you know, whatever God knows when? It's just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm over the guy. I mean, I'm sure he can put up 30, but fuck him. He's not going to win you anything. But if you're the Rockets, what do you do? I guess, Scott, what, what's what's your latest on the James Harden saga? Is he going to get traded or are they going to have to play, play the start the season with him? Yeah, to be honest with you, I was going to tell you I wanted to spend about 30 seconds on this because I'm sick of hearing about it. Like, I don't Same. care. The, the Rockets aren't going to win the title, even if he stays. And I don't think wherever he goes, they're going to win the title, too, because I think he's very similar to a playoff P. Anywhere he goes, they don't win. Or they don't win the big one. Right? And there's one common denominator in all those things, and it's that guy. So, I don't care. Stay or go. I'm just sick of hearing about it. Agreed. Uh, Luke, do you, have any, do you have any two cents in there? Because I would love to move on from this topic as well. I just felt like it was something we had to talk about. No, I would just say, like, everyone's going crazy over one picture. And I feel like you can, like, uh, you know, there's that one picture of him on the court. I haven't seen any video footage of the actual preseason game. I mean, is he really that out of shape? He looked, reminds he looked me when, like, fine. people take, like, uh, yeah, it reminds me when people take uh, pictures of, like, you know, that, that picture that was circulating of Zion. He was, like, right mm -hmm. before the bubble started and he was uh, working out. And he was like all ripped and people were like, oh man, he's in incredible shape. And he showed up right. and he was still, right. he was still overwhelmed. Right. Uh, yeah. When it resumed. So pictures can be deceiving. Yeah. So he was probably wearing I'll multiple shirts it. and he, uh, in the game though, he looked, he looked fine in the preseason game. I watched uh, a little bit of it. Um, he look, he does look stronger. Like his arms look bigger. <clears throat> But I, he's still James Harden. He's good, man. Like, yeah, it's from shooting twenty free throws a game. You know, that really gets those arm yeah, curls I mean, in. I don't know. I just it's to me it's just a boring topic. Like, it doesn't sound like either team like the Rockets want like the mother load, right? And I don't know if it's really worth it for someone who's thirty one and is gonna act the way he acts. I'm just not sure it's worth it. And be and be mediocre. Right. It's like yeah. I mean, okay, you go to Philly with Embiid. Like, okay, like Boston, I think, is still pretty good. I think Toronto's good. I think uh, Milwaukee's good. I think the Nets are good. I don't know. All right, we're done here. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Yep. What I do want to talk about is how, uh, Luke, we're coming for that ass. Week 14, your boy, outside of a Browns debacle of a fucking safety, would have been 6-0, and coming for, coming for that number one spot. We know how it works. Luke usually fills out his picks two seconds before we start an episode. And he just goes off what Scotty and I pick and picks the opposite because we're dumbasses. So that's why he's built about a 15-game lead. But I would have been 6-0 if it wasn't for that dumbass safety at the end of the game on Monday night, which, you know, I'll be honest with myself here. I did not I, – I went to bed at the end of the third quarter because I'm like, this game stinks. And it ended up being the best game of the fucking year. So yeah, just how it goes to show how uh, what I uh, what I'm dealing with over here. So, but yeah, we'll quickly touch on uh, week 14 because it is coming out on uh, the following Friday here. So we understand that people have already got their takes in on every game that just took place. Um, but Scotty, anything you wanted to recap real quick on week 14 before we get into week 15's picks? Um, not that I can. I'm I'm looking at the games. I don't remember anything that really stood out. Luke, do you want to talk about the Colts? That was an ass beating. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, hopefully they can keep it going here down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, they're getting healthy. Offense is starting to click a little bit more. Uh, and the defense is still beating ass, so. Yeah, I thought that was good. I thought the other surprise, I guess, of the week was, do we have to believe in the Bills now? Like, I, they kicked the shit out of the Steelers, I thought. Hey, you know what? I was a little hesitant on that choice last episode. But it uh, ended up working out for me because I think the Steelers are a little more broken than what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And their fucking ghost-ass James Conner, who runs in fucking mud, getting yeah. 18 yards, 1.8 points for those of you scoring at home for the fantasy. <laughs> and I got my tits lit by mildew. So, you know, everyone loves to see it. I was a, I was early on front runner. I beat everyone's ass all year. And uh, my team stinks now. And I'll probably lose a fucking Cedar Street this week. So... I'll go fuck myself and keep it moving here. So with that being said, we will go into week 15. And we kind hold of – Hold on, hold on, hold on. Scotty hold on. with uh, – go ahead. I think we, we would be remiss not to revisit one particular game because my kids are going to have a little bit fewer Christmas presents this year thanks to the fucking Dolphins and their <laughs> dumbass backdoor cover. Uh, oh, shit. You know, that one dollar, Luke, that one dollar is really going to hurt Kobe and crew. I'm sure it will be because, uh, you know, we had a little, for those of you listening at home, we did have our side bet. We made the, the high, uh, the high stakes, high units of uh, a one dollar wager on the, the Dolphins Chiefs. And uh, the Dolphins bailed me out at the very end and kicked the field goal like they should have uh, with seconds remaining and covered the seven points. So, Luke, I thank you. I'm sorry, Kobe and crew, that $1 won't go towards uh, Christmas this year. It's going to hurt. I know it hurts, um, but we're thankful over here on the, on the Knox side. Hey, we, we give coaches a lot of shit, but that was actually the right coaching move. He I did agree. exactly what he should you have done. The field goal, you, you do the onside kick, you know. And you take you a chance. Field goal range, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. I mean, I'm going to well, bet 10 coaches in the NFL would have done it the other fucking way and no, had no chance of winning. Well, don't ask Anthony that this year. Cronell, uh, who else? Uh, the dude from the Eagles who's terrible. Peterson, terrible. <laughs> God. And they beat the fucking Saints this week, speaking of terrible beats. Jesus. Luke, was there anything else you want to talk about your team, the Dolphins, or was that it? You want to get it off your chest? That's, it's just uh, exhibit 5 billion as to why sports gambling fucking sucks, because <laughs> I was <laughs> – I had the red zone going, and it was like, oh, well, okay, so first, like, five minutes or whatever, Dolphins went up 10. I was like, okay, Chiefs will snap out of it. And sure enough, they, they were like, okay, we need to take these guys seriously. Right. Mahomes gets sloppy towards the end. They're up, like, 28 to 10. I'm like, okay, this is this is money in the bank. And then, sure, shit, Mahomes gets sloppy, <laughs> throws a couple picks. Dolphins made of BS. <laughs> Hey, that, did you see that one pick though? It was awesome. The one-handed one. Did you see yeah. it? the God, that was awesome. That one-handed pick that guy caught. That was sweet. If that would have been sweet if a receiver would have caught that, let alone the defensive guy. That was awesome. But I mean, I don't what was the the other weird game I just had it down? Um 14. Oh yeah. Oh oh what I was gonna ask. Are we are we officially uh we're we're good with Taysom Hill now? He's not very good. Yeah, he's, he's in the bottom. He's terrible. I had him for I had him for one week when he was a tight end and he beat Mildew's ass and then four weeks later it was the curse of Taysom Hill. I had to put him on my bench because I'm not gonna play him a fucking quarterback. He's only a good tight end. Yeah. And he fucking stinks. And yeah, I'm, I proceed to almost get beat by 100 by Mildew. So, yes, <laughs> I would be in the camp of he stinks. I I mean, I'm trying to think of quarterbacks that I would take him over in the NFL right now, and I don't know if I can uh, – Wentz, Jameis? maybe. I would take Jameis over Hill. He can throw up more than eight yards. Yeah. He, at one point in that game against the Eagles, he had he was 11 of 15 for 60 yards. What the hell? He likes to run, though. I mean, it's a little, That's it's great. A little wrinkle. Pass the damn ball down the field. <sighs> that was a frustrating game to watch. All right. Well, with that, we'll keep it. Uh, we'll wrap up week 14. Like I said, we're coming for Luke's ass. I don't think there's any – I don't 
Scotty, can you pull up the uh, yep, I'm up the season long standings of how we how we look if if Luke's really if there's any chance of us catching him or not? We have a shot, but we're I mean I'm assuming we're going to do this into the playoffs. But oh, hell Luke, yeah, I mean we have what 15? We got three weeks left. Luke's really going to have to suck. He's 45 and 34. He's kicking our ass. I'm 38 and 41, and you're 37 and 42. After you, you were five and one last week. I said I was going to be six and zero if it wasn't for that Browns debacle. So yeah. I'm coming for that ass. Let the record show. Yeah. All right. Speaking of, we'll get right to week 15 after uh, all this uh, all this nonsense here. Um, and we talked about it briefly beforehand, uh, talking about the Colts. So we'll go to our Colts correspondent. Uh, Luke, we got Colts minus seven. All of us are on the Colts. Uh, they played the Texans just not even 14 days ago. And they should have probably lost that game. Talk us into why you think that they can cover the seven, because we're all on it. I just want to hear it from uh, the correspondent of the Colts. Well, offense looks like it's uh, firing cylinders right now. Noodle hasn't made like a head-scratching throw in a month, maybe. Better knock on all... wood. <laughs> knock on wood if you hear me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm sure I just jinxed that one. Um yeah, and the defense has been locked down. Uh, big potential for a letdown here, but Houston has nothing to play for anymore other than to play spoiler. So Yeah, and they got their fucking tits lit by Mitch Trubisky and the Bears last week, which is fucking terrible. terrible. So I yeah. think they're laying down, and they one of their better defensive tackles is uh, out for the year, and David Montgomery of all fucking people ran all over him. So you'd like to think that the Colts can just keep feeding Taylor, who's kind of – getting into his own right now and uh it shouldn't be as close as it was two weeks ago but yeah I'm with you you'd think that this should not it could very well be a let, let down game but they're such in a tight race right now for both the division and a playoff spot that it would be if they lose this game they deserve not to be in the playoffs then if that's the case so they this is one they they very much need um Scotty do you have any other uh words of wisdom for this game no, I thought the Colts looked really good last week, and I was so disappointed in Houston. I thought that was going to be a good game with the Bears. Watson had been so good, but, man, they were just terrible against the Bears. There was nothing else to say. It was just a struggle. So, I'm hoping the Colts keep it rolling. All right. We'll move on to the next game we got. We got um, Eagles-Cardinals with the Cardinals laying six in Arizona. Scotty, talk us through – you're a believer in Kyler, and I know they came off a loss. Or did, I don't actually. I can't remember. They they no they they won and they're they not in the playoffs again. Yep. Uh, but I feel like the Eagles. Luke and I both have the Eagles here, and I think that they have maybe found something with Jalen Hurts and kind of just a new uh, breath of fresh air in their offense, and they're actually giving the ball to fucking Miles Sanders. Go figure. Uh, but talk us through why you're why you're taking the Cardinals laying the points here. Um. Uh, really one thing I thought Kyler looked more like Kyler than he did the previous two weeks when we thought I think we or at least I had picked him the previous two weeks where he was obviously hurt um, I don't know if he's 100 percent but he looks better uh, and the only reason I know that or I think that he had 13 carries for 47 yards in that last game and several more design runs than he'd had in the previous two weeks I think in the last two weeks he had under five carries total and this week he's kind of getting back to himself where he's running the ball a little more that's a good sign for Arizona uh, bad sign for Philly. Um, Hertz was really good against the Saints. I don't know if that was – I heard one guy say that after watching the game, people are going to be able to stop Hertz, but the Saints weren't prepared for it. But it's to me, it's like, okay. Yeah, if you're the, the Saints, NFL, can you and not, to, not to go back into week 14, but what did you, what did you think they were going to – you think they were going to fucking throw the ball 100 times yeah. with Jalen Hurts? What did you think they were going to do? Right. That's, that blows my mind that they right. – didn't just like go all out for everything running plays and make them throw the ball. And I don't know. It's, it's just mind boggling. Right. And I, I mean, they were making a run there in that second half and then Hill, I think Hill had three or four turnovers total. I can't remember his total. I think it was three. I thought he had a fumble and two picks. <clears throat> um, but I mean, so that didn't help me either, but yeah, I was just, I was surprised Hertz was that good. But I don't know if it was that good or if the Saints were just unprepared and they couldn't just 
but I'm assuming this week Arizona is going to be ready. Their defense is decent. Like I said, Kyler last week was really good. Um, so I'm going with Arizona. And and they're they're playing for – what are the Eagles playing for? I guess they still have a chance at the division, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, the NFC East is far from clinched, I think. But, I mean, you got the Washington football team that's uh, got six wins. So, right. I think that's the Eagles saying, went out and the, and the Washington football team loses one or two. They could still very well much be in the uh, – in the discussion, so it's it's never really over in the NFC East as we I'm sure the fucking Cowboys are still in it if we really look at it and I think crunch the numbers. I think they are. So, uh, Luke, talk me through um, why you think the Eagles are going to stay on track here, or at least cover the spread. I guess. Yeah, they're too bad. Yeah. Uh, opposite argument of what Scott just made. I just think they're going to keep the uh, the momentum of the the quarterback switch boost going here hopefully i'm um, gonna try to ride jalen hurts to a fantasy football championship i saw that i can't luke this... i'm honest being honest with you that's ballsy you picked up jalen hurts <laughs> you dropped stafford which you, stafford right wasn't he your quarterback or no uh so newton has been my quarterback oh, it was cam uh, it was the fantasy guru cam newton who gets 12 points a game you drop Cam in, in favor of Jalen Hurts, huh? Okay, let's not get off the rails here. I'm sorry. I, I was I saw that. I was uh I was impressed of at the balls you're you're showing, but hey, you've made it here for a reason, so trust your instincts, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, that's that's what we're hoping for in fantasy and in our picks this week. So let's go Jalen Hurts. All right, yeah, we're all bar- all aboard the uh, hurt so good train, so we'll uh, we'll see how he does. But I'm I'm rooting for you, even though Mildew's a force to be fucking reckoned with because Derrick Henry, Tractor Cito uh, will just probably break off fucking fifty two points because he's just that. That's that's just the way he plays, you know. And Ezekiel Elliott will get four four point two and uh, fumble it fourteen times, and we'll just fuck ourselves. So. Not that we're bitter or anything over here on this end. Uh, we'll keep it uh, keep it moving. So uh, next game we got this one. You know, last week, Luke, as you alluded to, I, I was the uh, differing opinion here and, and went away from our what we said we were going to do season long with taking the Chiefs no matter what if they were uh, the favorites under ten, and they didn't cover against the Dolphins, as you know. And now they have the Saints and the high-octane offense of Taysom Hill at New Orleans, laying three-and-a-half points. We're all on the, on the Chiefs bandwagon of 3.5. Um, Luke, I'll start with you. I know Scott kind of alluded to how he thinks Taysom Hill stinks. What are your thoughts here? Do you think the Chiefs are just too much and the, and the Saints aren't uh, the team that we thought they were without Drew Brees or what? Yeah, even with Drew Brees, the Saints looked great. Their their defense, surprisingly, has been the units that, that's kind of carried them this year, that and in uh, Camara to a certain degree. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, the, I, I don't even think this game is, is going to be close. Um, so, yeah, I think that spread's way too close. Um, Chiefs are going to blow them out. Is this in New Orleans or yeah, it Kansas is. City? In New Orleans. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, they don't the, – the home field really doesn't matter. If anything, that's to, uh, that's to the Chiefs' advantage. So, Scott, anything more to add on the Chiefs? I know your thoughts on the on New Orleans' offense. There's no chance of Breeze? Uh, I don't think so. I think that they're – I mean, he's he cracked like 92 ribs. So, I don't think he's got uh, – he's going to be rushed back. They're probably saving him for – the playoffs, although they still are very much in the number one seed, which is crazy because they're such a flawed team, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think – to answer your question, I don't think he's playing. That stinks. I was really hoping – I thought this would be the game of the year. You don't get a chance these two – like both teams are awesome. You know what I mean? Or the records are really good and they're playing this late in the season. Um, but, yeah, it, it feels like the Chiefs can just turn it on whenever the, – like they're down 10 nothing in the Dolphins, all of a sudden it's 28-10, right? Mahomes gets a little bored and it gets a little closer, but it's, 
It just feels like they're messing with people at this point. Yeah, the Dolphins kick a field goal at the end and cover. Right. Not right. reopen that wound. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> it's all good. I knew that was coming. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so I kind of echo everything you guys just said. I think, uh, like I'd mentioned yeah. before, the Chiefs, anything under 10 points, I feel like is always just too – too easy outside of uh, last weekend's uh, anomaly. Um, and I don't think the Saints are the same team. They've still not really discovered themselves or know who they are as a football team with Taysom Hill. I mean, they run the ball. They're just not as high of an octane team. Their defense is still great, but they have their work cut out for them for sure with the Chiefs on the turf. Um, and I think that, uh, that, that the Chiefs can definitely cover three and a half. So, we're all in agreement there. Um, we'll keep moving on to the next game we have on our slate with the Washington football team uh, plus 5.5 uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. Luke, you are the odd man out here in taking Washington. What's your reasoning behind that? Man, what is this, week uh, 16? Week 15. 15. Do I even have to say it anymore? You're not going to let Russ cook anymore? No. Oh, you know we're going, going east. On. We're going yeah. out east. We forget every time. I forget that's your, I forget that's your moniker. So uh, it's a one o'clock game. Seahawks are going east. Although, Luke, you realize the Seahawks are nine and four and they've gone east probably a couple times. Do you think they've lost every single game they've gone east in or what? What's that? Did he can't, did they have they lost every single time they've gone east? Yes. I think when they played the one o'clock game, they haven't covered the spread at least. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. You have a lot of faith in uh, in um, Dwayne the Rock, whatever his fucking last name is that it's now escaping me. Dwayne the Rock Haskins. <laughs> you think he can he can light up the scoreboard against them? Well, their defense is doing all the work right now. Um, dude, they're riding a four-game winning streak. <clears throat> okay. They are the uh, one seed. They are the one seed of the NFC, NFC beast. You're right. They're the one seed. Yep, surging. Um, they got a good ground game, uh, as you know. No, they don't. So uh, Outside formula. of Antonio Gibson's hurt, he's not playing. So they have Peyton Barber, who gets two yards of carry. Continue. Okay, plug and play running back. We know how the NFL works. Peyton Barber. You got Peyton Barber as your as your plug and play. McKissick. JD McKissick, who's good for a, a check down running back who gets ten targets and then uh, averages forty yards a game. Let the man make his point. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying, running backs are a commodity. Okay, stick anybody athletic. The Bears put Cordero Patterson – or, yeah, the Bears put Cordero Patterson back there. Okay. <laughs> so we're putting it all behind Dwayne Haskins and Peyton Barber. Terry McLaurin. And we think – and Terry McLaurin, you're right. Okay, he hasn't done shit in the last six weeks. Believe me, I know. I have him on every single fantasy team I have. He stinks. He doesn't Logan stink. Thomas. They, don't, they don't incorporate him like they should. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, for sure. Okay. So you think with all those offensive firepower weapons, they're going to cover the six points from the, uh, from the spread here? 100%. Okay. <laughs> all right, then. Scotty. Would you like you have, to make you have a anything dollar else you'd like to say? It. Huh? Would you like to make a dollar wager on it? I think we have to now. I love it. I busted Luke's balls for too much <laughs> to think that Peyton Barber with his 2.4 yards per carry is going to fucking be the f offensive firepower that's going to knock out the Seahawks. I'm, I'm down. We'll, we, don't have to do, we don't have to take it offline. We'll do a $1 bet here on, uh, on the pod live. Mark All it right. down. I love it. Got to chase my loss from last week. That's right. Like Merry it. Christmas, Kobe and crew. <laughs> coming for it <laughs> scott do you have anything do you have, jesus christ 
we're off the rails again. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? You got the Seahawks as, as do I. Uh, Luke, I would have been with you if it wasn't for Dwayne Haskins. I just think he's not very good. But if it were Alex Smith, uh, even without Gibson, I, I would, Washington's just – it's not pretty, but they're finding a way. And they're scrappy and they're tough. Uh, defensively, they're, they're good. Uh, but I had Dwayne Haskins is not very good. Um, but if it were Alex Smith, I would 100% be on Washington. I had him in my parlay, uh, flyer parlay, flyer parlay early in the week, and I uh, took him out. You got scared. Yeah. Well, geez, didn't you? <laughs> God. Yeah. I will say six points is a lot. I think that I think it'll be a close game because, like Luke said, the Washington defense has pretty much carried their ass for the last mm-hmm. two or three weeks. And Russ has been has shown signs of kind of overcooking and uh, imploding and throwing some picks. Uh, so I think it could very well be a close game. So it, it could be, um, you know, well within that six points. But I just don't, like you said, Scott, I don't – the Redskins offense is just such an inept – I mean, not that Alex Smith was a, was a fucking world beater. But you got – Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick at the backfield, and they don't throw the ball to Terry McLaurin at all. And they're lucky if they score 14 points offensively. I mean, they have to bank on the defense scoring seven or 14 for them to, to fucking win the game. Uh, so that's that's the reasoning behind it and taking the Seahawks laying the six. So, Luke, I'm sorry to bust your balls there, but I just feel like, uh, you know, Peyton Barber's not Peyton Barber's not uh, the answer, you know. I guess we'll see on Sunday. We will see. We'll get that dollar on the line, and uh, we'll get our high wagers, high units uh, moving here. So, uh, a couple of games left to cover for Week 15: Bears Vikings, with the Vikings laying three and a half. I am the odd man out here amongst the three of us with taking the Vikings, laying the three and a half points at home against fucking Mitch Trubisky. Do you guys, have you guys watched the Bears? Do you guys watch the Bears at all? <laughs> Do you realize what kind of team they are? I know outside of last week when they played the Texans who didn't have a defense. And two weeks ago. The Bears stink. They've won two in a row, right? Two in a row. No. Oh, no, they pissed away the Lions game. Should have yeah, won. No, they lost now. the Lions. They had lost five in a row. They were five and one. They lost. They had lost uh, six in a row. And then they won last week because the Texans are, have given up on life. And now you're, you're going to go into Minnesota, a team who's fighting for a playoff chance. Not that the Bears are not. But Dalvin Cook is just too good. And the Bears still don't know who the fuck they are. Mitch Trubisky stinks. He can't play against an actual average defense on the road. They're both six and seven. Three points is weight is 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 too easy for not I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but Kirk Cousins can can beat Trubisky's ass and cover the three points any day of the week. Give me the Vikings. The Bears stink. Luke or Scott, I don't care who which one of you goes. I can't believe you both took the Bears. Fuck off. Uh I <laughs> I won't be betting on this game because you mentioned Trubisky and Cousins, who I refuse to bet on ever. Um, I just – I don't know. I like the Bears more for some reason. I don't know why. I went with my gut, and that's what I picked. As someone who bet on the Bears many times early in the season and how they yeah. fucked me from behind multiple times, I will – I vowed to myself, kind of like you did with the, with the Falcons, I'm not betting on the Bears again. That's also yeah, but, part of my I – got, I got burned, never again. Vikings are a much better team, and they have more to play for, even though they have the same record. you got to put your postulates in because you bet on Mitch Trubisky, and you can't do that. He's awful. It's the same with Cousins. You can't bet on Cousins either. That's why this game's a stay away. So you got, you got com- competing postulates here? Is that what we're saying? No, this is, this, is, that's what, this is the epitome of a stay away. You have two quarterbacks who are terrible, and you never know what you're going to get week to week. That's why you don't bet it. So corollary four of three eleven is not cohesive with corollary three of four four ten. I guess is what you're saying. Correct. Why would you? I, this is why we bet on the Chiefs every week because we think Mahomes is fucking awesome, 
and he's pretty consistent on what he's going to do. Like the anomaly of the three picks last week, like that may never happen again in his career. Right. Like, and they still fucking won. They didn't cover though, as we've said. Yeah. They don't take the, I feel like at this point in the year, the, taking the points is like, I don't know. If I were going to bet, I would bet the Rams don't win by 17 and a half against the Jets. That's just I will so say, many The only points. thing that I'm worried about is the fact that they didn't cut Dan Bailey's bitch ass. They kept that kicker who didn't yeah. make one single fucking kick in Tampa. He's still yeah, on the damn tough. team. If he kicks yeah, it three starting. or four more times in this game and misses them all, like he probably will, right. then it'll probably be a less than three-point game. So yeah. I guess that's my only crux. Um, so, yeah, I, I just can't, I can't trust the Bears because I said I would never after they fucked me in that Monday night Rams game when they shit all over themselves. So, Scott – or not me, sorry, Luke, go ahead. What's your, what's your thinking behind the Bears? Well, what about when the Bears uh, beat Tampa Bay's ass earlier this year? And you, what, you what was on... that, week five, Luke? Do you realize <laughs> it's week 15? That was 10 it's weeks ago. <laughs> That's okay, so if we're going that was Nick Foles' team. That was Nick Foles' team, Luke. That's not Mitch Trubisky. Okay, okay, okay. Since we're going on recency here, I mean, fucking Trubisky was slinging it last week, and David the Montgomery Texans, was running. the Houston Texans. <laughs> you Don't say it too loud. The Colts are going to lose the Texans. Well, then we'd all be wrong then, because we all three took them. <laughs> That's nothing new. <laughs> all right this is a shitty game can we move on from this because all right that's it sorry i keep i keep hanging on luke's ass i'm sorry we'll keep moving here um uh, next game we got dolphins pats luke i'm gonna let you go ahead and start with your favorite team the dolphins that uh that love to cover their spreads um we got dolphins laying two and a half against the pats luke go ahead with the dolphins what can i say i learned my lesson last week uh you're goddamn right they, uh, the Patriots always lose when they go to Miami. That's um, true. <laughs> a miracle when, when they had to have Gronk uh, chase down that miracle uh, lateral or wherever the fuck that was two years ago, mm -hmm. that was beautiful. Yep. Um, and, you know, all faith in Cam Newton is just completely gone. You know, we joked about uh, – over under five completions earlier this year. Well, that's actually a legitimate line. <laughs> <laughs> that is remarkable. And the Dolphins' defense is is sneaky good. They you know they picked off Pat Mahomes three times. So you think that uh, if they pick off Pat Mahomes three times, do you think Bill Belichick's going to let Newton throw more than four and a half times? <laughs> I'm with. I might take the under. Holy shit, <laughs> Scott. What do you think? You actually have the Pats here. Yeah, I'm mad at Luke. He's been telling me all year about how Belichick's so good and the Pats are so sneaky. So I was thinking reverse. Like, last year the Dolphins screwed the Pats out of the bye in the first week. And this year the New England's going to, like, bring the house and make sure Miami doesn't make the playoffs. I thought, I thought yeah. Miami was going to win the division. Isn't that what we were saying all along since uh, October, that they're plus 600? Yeah, but Buffalo's played better than what we thought, I think, or what I thought anyway. Yeah, I agree. We had an outside chance there for a couple of weeks, but uh, last week the they needed to beat the Chiefs, which was really tough, even though they covered. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we had touched on that, that they covered the spread against the Chiefs last week. But, uh, yeah, with the Bills beating the Steelers on Monday night, um, I think that kind of put that out of, yep. out of reach. Um, but I think the Dolphins are still a good team, and I think that they – their defense is still good enough that they can shut down the anemic Patriots offense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm on the, on the uh, dolphin side. Scott, I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to say about that game. Uh, are we sure two is good? I don't know if he's good, but I think he's good enough to cover two and a half. Good enough. Yeah. We'll see. But this is two his first time against he didn't because they played the first game of the year. Yeah, first game of the year last time. So, this will be Bill's first time and Tua's first time against Bill. That'll be interesting. I could, I, yeah. This is why I could see it not going well for Tua. Yeah, I, I would think the uh, 
I could see the under definitely hitting here. I don't know mm -hmm. what that line actually is there, but uh, these are two offenses that are not very impressive. Um, so I'm going to try and filibuster right now as I try and check and see what that over I'm looking. is. What is it? 40, 41 and a half. Okay. It's probably the lowest of the week. Yeah, it is. Lowest of the week. Oh, no, second lowest of the week. Steelers, Cincinnati's 40. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know. That's that's a little – I got it at 41 and a half on, on my end yep. over here. But, uh, yeah, not a lot of – not a lot of high-octane offenses going up against each other this week. So, um with that, we'll get to our last game that we have here on the slate for the for the picks. Um, Browns laying four and a half against the New York football Giants. Luke, you have the Giants plus the points. You think they bounce back? Yep. Uh, the Browns are uh, Browns are starting to fit the uh, the Cowboys profile for me. They're overhyped and overrated and underachieving. So oh, come on. That against Are them every single. Are you kidding me, Lou? Hold on. It's now six and a half, actually. Yeah, if I can, it's if now. I it's, it's now six. We we probably need it. I did this a couple of days ago. God, that jumped way up in a day and a half. I a have a six and a half on, on my end. Are you on Fanduel? Yeah. DraftKings is still six. Okay. It'll move before the game. Though. Damn, that might get to seven before the game. Shit, that's a lot of action on the Browns. Luke, does that change your mind if you got the if the Browns are minus six and a half, even maybe seven? We'll put it at six and a half on the uh, on the sheet. Does that change your no, mind at all? No. I that only Hold strengthens fiction. So you think Danny Dimes and his dumbass hamstring are gonna? are going to cover or lose to the Browns less by a touchdown after the game that the Browns just put up on Monday night. That made that you made that, that made you think the Browns were frauds after the, the greatest game of the season. And yes. They came back and, and should have actually probably beat the Ravens. Yep. They didn't cover, did they? You're right. They didn't. That was the only reason I didn't go six and zero and coming for that ass. Like I said, Scott, what do you think? Can you talk some sense into Luke here with the Browns? I almost want to switch my pick now that it's six. I don't think the Giants are terrible. I thought – we said this two weeks ago we thought they were the best team in that terrible division. Their defense is good. It's Danny Dimes. I just don't trust Danny Dimes. I don't trust freaking Baker either, though. That's why I want to switch. Baker was good on Monday night, too, by the way. I got to give him some credit. He was pretty good. That's back-to-back -back weeks. I know. I don't know. That right. might be a good decision for me. Factor in the Kitchen's uh, Revenge game. Oh, yeah. Dude, the new offensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, my God. That cracked me up today. I forgot he was there. Oh, shit. Too funny. Oh, God. I don't know. Right. I got to think. Well, you go ahead and think it through. We'll, we'll tweet it out, I guess, later when we, uh, we get solidified on our picks. Uh, speaking of, we'll also tweet out the uh, Wessel specials. Scotty, you want to talk through how, how we did last week and what you got for us this week? Yeah, I did. Uh, really, uh, decent last week would have been really good if the, uh, I had actually had the Saints in two bets, which was my fault. Um, but if Saints would have won, we would have been 4-0. Went 2-2 two two instead, but did hit our flyer bet. Um, so way up in units on flyers, uh, equally down in normal, but we're, we're getting closer, um, this week and following along with the theme from the last, uh, three weeks now, we're betting against the Jags, we're betting against the Jets and we're parlaying all those with four teams who we like the Bills, the Chiefs, the Cardinals and the Colts. Um, and we're putting the Rams and the Ravens with with those four teams, each and three team parlays. Um, flyer bet this week's a little bit different. I actually went with a four team tease with all the favorites, so the Ravens, the Rams, the Titans, and the Steelers on a seven point tease. But I had a question on another one, and I think I was going to ask Luke on this because I thought he was going to be on my side on the fucking Pats. So I was going to ask what you thought about Broncos. Pats, flyer parlay. 
The Broncos are playing the Bills. It's on Saturday. In Denver. The Bills are coming off a huge win. The Broncos have played pretty good the last couple weeks. Drew Locke stinks. Sorry, I just had to get that in there. Yep. Luke, do you Ooh. have your two cents? I uh, can't in good faith advise that one. Okay. Well, okay, what do you think about this? Panthers, Pats. They're playing the green they're playing Green Bay on Saturday. Um, yeah, you're well you're anchoring this to a game that I picked the Dolphins to win, so I don't but I mean, if, you, if you think of a team that had like an underdog that has a legit shot to win. My fr- my first inkling was Washington, but then Haskins was playing. I was like, oh, shit, I can't bet on Dwayne Haskins. Oh, come on. I, re- I really wanted I, yeah. Washington. Luke loves the I'd Washington go, yeah. football team and Peyton Barber's running I'd throw, average. I'd throw WFT in there. Oh, my God. So, do you want to go Washington Pats or do you want to go Washington Giants? Because you liked both of them. I'd probably say Washington and Bears. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but the, the Bears are favored, right? <laughs> so I'm trying to pick two. No. The Bear, Minnesota's Bears favored? Are, Bears are not favored, no. Mm. All right, let me think on that. So you like Washington and Chicago. That's <laughs> uh, betting on Mitch Trubisky, bucks, I'm probably I'll take out. It. If Luke puts real money on this, I'll do it. Now you have to, Luke. It's for content. <laughs> All right. Big units, baby. Let's go. Washington, Chicago. Okay. Write this down. Terrible. Yeah, that's two shitty quarterbacks. Are these are these money line bets? Yeah, straight money line. I oh, bet that. Here. Okay. We're talking money line? Yeah. Let me look real quick. I bet that's pretty decent odds. Uh, Redsk- the, the fucking Washington football team's not being the Seahawks. I can tell you that. So that's already thrown off your parlay. That's plus 703. So 100 units wins you oh. 700 units. That's pretty good, actually. Lou? So the bank's still open. I could maybe go refinance the house and <laughs> okay. put to. Hold on, let me give you some Giants odds just in case. Really good <laughs> action here. Washington Giants is plus 927. 100 units wins you $1,000. Nice. Just throwing. Just so throwing let's go. W- WFT, Giants, and Bears. Oh, you're going oh a three teamer. The three teamer would be. 100 units wins you 2,400 units, plus 2,437. Luke, are you going to put your money where your mouth is? Oh, yeah. All right. Are those the BLs talking or no? Maybe. All right, Matt, this is our chance. We need to pick opposite those and always (laughs) (laughs) Talk about making some moves coming for that ass, Luke. You're just fucking drunkenly taking dumbass losers. (laughs) With the Washington football team, the Bears, and the Giants. I had Washington Giants early in the week. That was what I wanted. And then Haskins just scared me away from Washington. Not that any of my other choices are much better. I got Washington Chicago down. That's what I got. I wrote it down. Luke, do you have anything else to add? No, what's what's with the hatred towards Haskins? I mean, do we really have enough evidence to to, uh, to write him off at this point? I mean, when head coach who doesn't want to start him, he started one and a half leg Alex Smith. I mean, he was the third. He started Allen over him when he was healthy that one week. Remember that? Yeah. Alex Smith has one and a half legs. Quarterback. One and a half legs, Luke. Oh, yeah that that made me nervous. That was the only. He has no other choice now. That's why he's the only Mm -hmm. reason he's playing the game. No, he he doesn't have another choice because Allen's still hurt. Is it a talent thing, though, or is it just a, you know? I'm assuming it's more he's not ready. 
I, I think he's not ready is, is the issue. He could, although he could sign Chris Perry off the street, the, the third string quarterback for the DeKalb middle school Patriots in seventh grade and sign him off the street and start him. So that's, that could be an option. He could weigh. So we'll see nice if that transaction out. is made before Sunday, but I'm weighing that. I think he's going to go towards Haskins. All right. Hold on. We have, to end with every, we have to end with everyone's favorite segment. Yeah, give me a schedule, please. We haven't, I don't know who the fuck anyone's playing for the next three weeks. I need to know something. It's so unfortunate because I feel like Baltimore should make the playoffs, but they play freaking Jacksonville, the Giants, Cincinnati in the last three games. They're going to go 3 0 and make the damn playoffs. That's depressing. I was disappointed by that. That was, that's all I have. I was just disappointed that that's okay. what Baltimore plays in the last three weeks. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Who do the Browns play the rest of the schedule? They actually have the third easiest. They're Giants, Jets, Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh could be playing for nothing at that point if they have the two seed locked up. It does I mean, does it really matter? Yeah, that Colts-Pittsburgh game is going to be interesting because Pittsburgh mm -hmm. may not have much to play for. Is, is that next week? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know because the division's going to come down because the Titans, I think, uh, they have an easy game, easier game this week, but then they play Green Bay the same week the Colts play Pittsburgh next week, which could both be losses for each team. Right. Um, and then the Titans play the Texans, and the Colts have to revenge themselves against the one in fucking 14 Jags. Do we still think uh, – do we want to touch on the Jags real quick, your favorite team, Scotty? No, they suck. Uh, Tori, I appreciate your $100 towards Cree's college fund. Thank you. Good. Okay. Glad we touched on that. And with that, I think we'll wrap things up here, boys, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Nope. We'll touch on uh, NBA starts next uh, Wednesday. Yep. So Tuesday's pod, we'll probably go dive in a little more NBA and do some previews and some predictions and go from there. Luke, you got anything else? Uh, go football team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. Thanks, boys. Good luck. And we will talk to you guys next week. See you, dudes. All right.